Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. My name is Maddie Watts, and this is a series about applying and interviewing for emergency medicine residency. As you may know from listening to the first two episodes in the series on the personal statement, I'm a graduating fourth-year medical student who just went through the process. It was long, it was stressful, but I made it to the other side, and I'm thrilled to be starting residency in July at my number one program. My goal is to pass along to you everything that I've learned over this last year to help you be as successful as possible with your application season as well. Whether you are a rising fourth year about to go through the process or a preclinical or third year student just trying to get an idea of what this whole applying to residency thing entails, then this episode is for you. Today is the first of two episodes on the ERAS application. In this episode, we'll be covering what the ERAS application is and what are its eight major parts. If you know nothing about the ERAS application or you just want to make sure there's nothing you've missed, this is the perfect place to start. Next episode, we'll go over which of these eight components is the most important to program leadership when it comes to ranking applicants. And we'll also get into the nitty gritty of how to actually fill out your ERAS application and put your best foot forward when it comes to impressing residencies. So what is ERAS? Some people say ERAS, some people say ERAS. Either way, for those of you who don't know, ERAS stands for Electronic Residency Application Service. It is similar to the common application that you may have used to apply to college or the AMCAS application from medical school. ERAS contains all of the information that program directors will receive about you, and they will use this information to select who to interview and rank for residency. ERAS typically opens sometime in June and is due sometime in September. Every year, the AAMC will publish a timeline on their website with the exact dates for that season, including when ERAS opens, when students can start submitting their applications, and when programs can start viewing student information. Now, what are the eight parts of the ERAS application? I will list them all first, and then we will talk through each one. Here are the components. Personal and biographic information, curriculum vitae, or resume, personal statement, letters of recommendation, test scores, MSPE, otherwise known as the Dean's Letter, medical school transcript, and photo. Okay, let's go over these eight parts in more detail. The personal and biographic information section is relatively straightforward. In addition to some basic demographics, this section is where you'll be able to indicate any unique scenarios that might apply to you, such as the military match, urology match, or couples match. Following that comes the curriculum vitae or CV section. This is basically your resume up to this point in your life. It includes prior education, work experiences, extracurricular or volunteer experiences, and research. And no, unfortunately, you cannot just upload a PDF of your resume or CV into ERAS. Because these two sections are the only ones that require manual entry, they are often the most time-consuming. I will go over exactly how to fill out both of these sections in the next episode. Next comes the personal statement. Feel free to refer back to our first two episodes in this series to get a jump start on this part of your application. Okay, the next one is a big 
big one in emergency medicine, letters of recommendation. In ERAS, you're allowed to upload up to four letters of recommendation per program. In emergency medicine, at least one of these, and ideally two of these, should be a special kind of letter of recommendation called a SLO. SLO stands for Standardized Letter of Evaluation, and it's a specific form that your letter writer will fill out. It helps them to evaluate you on various skills and give comments about your performance, but it also compares you to other medical students that they've worked with during that season. This last part is called the Global Assessment and will place you in one of four categories. Top 10% of students, top third of students, middle third of students, or bottom third of students. You can view exactly what this form looks like on the CORD website or in the IMRA and CORD advising guide. Slows were confusing to me at first because there are different types of slows based on who is filling out the form. The e-slow is the one filled out by an EM department after you completed a fourth year rotation with them. This is the one that you want to focus on. Ideally, you should have two e-slows, one from your home institution and one from an away rotation. If you don't have a home institution, then ideally this should come from two away rotations. While on the rotation, you should get the information from the rotation coordinator about who to send your ESLO to once ERAS opens. It's also a good idea to have at least one other letter of recommendation. This could be from an EM physician not affiliated with a residency program, such as someone you worked with on a community rotation. It can also be from an EM physician in an EM subspecialty rotation, like ultrasound or toxicology. And finally, it could be from a non-EM physician who knows you well, such as someone you worked with on another rotation or critical care elective. This additional letter of recommendation can be in a traditional letter format, or there is another kind of slow called an O-slow or an off-service slow. It is also available on the CORD website, and you can download it and send it to your letter writer. It's my understanding that CORD is moving towards a preference for these O-slows over the traditional letter format, but I advise you to check out the latest recommendations for whichever season you are applying in. Also, if you have more questions about slows, because I know they're complicated, be sure to check out the CORD Medical Student FAQ page that I listed in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the remaining components of the ERAS application. We've covered biographic information, curriculum vitae, personal statement, and letters of recommendation. Next, you will need to transmit your test scores. Allopathic students will enter their USMLE ID and pay a transcript fee to have NBME send over their transcripts for USMLE Step 1 and Step 2 CK. Osteopathic students may choose to submit their USMLE scores, COMLEX scores, or both through a similar process. If you are an osteopathic student, it is important to research the programs that you're applying to in order to see which tests they require or prefer. Finally, your medical school will upload what's called the MSPE, or Dean's Letter, as well as your medical school transcript. At my medical school, we had the opportunity to review both of these for completeness and accuracy, as well as to see what they entail. Your Dean's Letter may include a class rank if your school has them. It may also include a summation of all the comments from your third and fourth year clinical clerkships. The transcript will contain your grades from preclinical through clinical years in whichever manner that your school chooses to report them, 
whether that's pass-fail, honors, high-pass, numerical grades, it will depend on your school. Lastly, you'll need to upload a photo. Your school may provide you with access to a professional photographer, or you may choose to invest in professional photos yourself. If you do choose to DIY this at home, ideally use a camera with high quality resolution, select a light colored neutral background, and wear business professional. To wrap up for today, I want to provide a bit of summary. The ERAS application has eight parts. Some of the parts are things that will be submitted by others. Your school will submit your transcript and dean's letter, also known as the MSPE. You will send out invitations to the individuals and or departments who will be writing your letters of recommendation. In emergency medicine, you need at least one and ideally two slows and will often need to submit at least one additional letter. Finally, there are a handful of things that you will need to complete yourself before submitting your ERAS application. You will need to upload a personal statement and a professional photo. And lastly, you will need to manually fill out the personal and biographic information section, as well as the curriculum vitae or resume portion via the online ERAS platform. That's all I have for y'all today. I want to leave you with one final tip that doubles as a challenge for you. No matter what year of medical school you're in, I encourage you to keep your CV or resume as up-to-date as possible. This will save you a tremendous amount of time when you get to filling out your ERAS application. If you're wondering what kinds of things might go on your CV or what you may be able to add into your ERAS application, check out the next episode in this series. We will cover just that as well as get into what parts of the ERAS application matter most to residency leadership. If you have any comments or questions, my email is maddie at emclerkship.com. Until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.